करने की अनुमति प्रदान किए हैं श्रीमद स्वामी भूमान जी महाराज बीच बीच में हिंदी में कुछ शब्दों के द्वारा विचारों को व्यक्त करने की कोशिश भी मैं करूंगा द्वितीय बार पुणे श्री रामकृष्ण मठ में आकर इस पुण्य अवसर पर भाग लेने में मैं अत्यंत हर्ष अनुभव करता हूं इसका दोष चार आदमियों के ऊपर मैं रखता हूं बच्चे लोग जब अपने पिता या माता के ऊपर नकली गुस्सा दिखाते हैं तो उस वक्त उस गुस्से का भोज उसका भार अपने माता पिता के सर पर ही रख देते हैं तो मेरी ये उपस्थिति की जो दोष है उसके चार कल्प्रिट हैं कल्प्रिट शब्द अपने बोमान जी महाराज के प्रिय शब्द हैं तो पहला कल्प्रिट तो पूज्यपात स्वामी भोमान जी महाराज ही हैं उनका प्रेमपूर्ण स्वागत के कारण ही मैं यहां उपस्थित हूं दूसरा क्रोध पुष्प नकली क्रोध पुष्प उसका भार श्रद्धेय भक्त आप लोगों के ऊपर में रखता हूं क्योंकि श्रोता के बिना वक्ता कहा तीसरा भार या नकली क्रोध का पुष्प स्वामी विवेकानंद जी के श्री चरणों पर मैं अर्पित करता हूं क्योंकि स्वामी जी यदि नहीं होते तो आप भी नहीं होते मैं भी यहां ना होता हम लोगों का यह पुण्य मिलन भी नहीं हो सकता आखिरी क्रोध पुष्प जो फाइनल सुपर कल्प्रिट या जिसे हम लोग साधु लोग बोलते हैं सुपर बॉस भगवान श्री कृष्ण चरण उनके चरणों पर मैं समर्पित करता हूं वे ही महाकल्प्रिट हैं जिनके कारण ये सब संभव हो रहा है तो ये पुष्पों को इन लोगों के चरणों में समर्पित कर कर मैं अपना नमस्कार आपको अर्पित करता हूं सो टूडेज टॉपिक फॉर डिस्कशन और रेदर आई विल कॉल इट ए मेडिटेशन इज स्वामी विवेकानंद ऑन हिमसेल्फ I don't know which of the Swamiji's from here, either Atma Vikasananda Ji Maharaj or the weird Bhoman Ji Maharaj had selected this topic. So on that particular Swamiji, I put the fifth flower as the culprit. So this is a wonderful topic. It's very vast. 
but not complicated to collect the facts on this topic and to present it in a systemized way is a difficult task once when girish chandra ghosh had asked swami vivekananda why don't you write something about bhagwan sri ramakrishna swami ji shrank back and with great trepidation and hesitation told are baba what will happen if i try to depict sri ramakrishna through my words then he narrates a picture as if one man wanted to bring about an image of shiva and ended bringing about an image of monkey so that is why i am always hesitating whether by my limitations or foolishness or inadequacy i may limit the limitless bhava the great mahima of bhagwan sri ramakrishna if that is the case for swami vivekananda in describing his great master the yuga avatar sri ramakrishna for a petty man with a shallow mind like this what i can talk about this great man singing whose glory bhagwan sri ramakrishna would go into ecstasy thinking of narendra sri ramakrishna will go into ecstasy so that is the greatness the beauty of swami vivekananda's personality god himself is going into ecstasy feeling joyful thinking of narendra singing of his own glory sri ramakrishna has gone to such an extent he says what to speak of me naturally i am devoted to narendra because he has come to do my work but mahamaya who created this world of which creation swami vivekananda narendra is a part she herself is standing 10 feet away astounded by her own creation what a wonderful magnificent personality this narendra is mahamaya khud mohit hokar dang rakar chup kadi dekhti hai kya mahan tejasvi purush hai so to talk about that great man with this ordinary mind and intelligence it is a difficult task so normally i don't keep papers when i talk so today i have brought a paper so swami vivekananda ji's personality so multidimensional that even his disciples they don't feel satisfied singing about his glory so as we start sharing something about swami vivekananda's views on himself an important question will arise in our mind what is the benefit or the utility in talking about the views of swami vivekananda on himself we discuss jnana yoga raj yoga bhakti yoga karma yoga and so many other philosophical thoughts which swami ji has propounded those are all really useful for us it benefits our spiritual practices but to brood to meditate to think upon this particular topic of what swami ji himself is talking about himself what will be the benefit of this or what is the utility if such a question is put to any of you devotees what you will answer suppose if i ask tai what she will tell what will be your answer what way and uh, knowing him thoroughly what is the use of knowing him thoroughly and that you will get from his books complete works your ishta devata is prabhu sri ram krishna dev our ishta devata is sri ram krishna dev i have come across many youngsters many devotees they are very truly devoted to bhagwan sri ram krishna and to mother also to swami ji theek hai 
इवन यंगस्टर्स आई है स्वामी जी तो ठीक है ठाकुर जी के बाजू में बैठे हैं ठीक है हमारा प्रणाम उनको भी लेकिन ठाकुर जी हमारे प्रभु हैं हृदय के देवता हैं मातुश्री तो उनके शक्ति है इसलिए उनकी आराधना ही हम करते हैं सो वंस इन तमिलनाडु वन यंगस्टर हु वॉज वर्किंग इन द सिटी बैंक ही टोल्ड मी एंड अनफॉर्चुनेटली ही अटेंडेड वन ऑफ माई लेक्चर ऑन स्वामी जी देन आफ्टर अटेंडिंग द लेक्चर ऑन स्वामी जी ही टोल्ड महाराज वॉट ए रिविलेशन टूडे आई गॉट टूडे डेफिनेटली आई विल परचेज कंप्लीट वर्क एंड रीड इट After reading the complete works, he met me again at five months' distance, and he told what was Sri Ramakrishna before reading Vivekananda, and what is Sri Ramakrishna after reading Vivekananda. See the vast change. So Swami Vivekananda is such an instrument that through him you get a clear picture of Bhagwan Sri Ramakrishna. and secondly another reason why this is beneficial for us for us is this is called chaturi chaturi cleverness this cleverness has been very intelligently used and exploited by tulsidas tulsidas says paradhan paraman haran mein vaishabhi praveen सो चातुरी चातुरी जिससे हो मन ब्रह्म में लीन सो मन को राम में शुद्ध ब्रह्म परात पर राम में यदि लीन करना है तो क्या करना चाहिए सो दैट इज ए वेरी डिप्लोमेटिक अप्रोच ऑफ तुलसीदास वेरी सेस इफ यू वॉन्ट टू कैच रामा कैच इज पर्सनल असिस्टेंट श्री महावीर जी राइट ए विनाय पत्रिका टू हिम इफ महावीर जी हनुमान जी सेटिस्फाइड रामा विल कम दैर and this is the same case with bhagwan sri ramakrishna also and literally it happened in the life of swami vivekananda and sri ramakrishna one particular person who was constantly staying with bhagwan sri ramakrishna who was oscillating between his two views either bhagwan is an avatar or is an ordinary man to him because of swami ji sri ramakrishna bestowed his endless blessings that was hazra swami ji told aashirwad anugrah karna hi chahiye use and sri ramakrishna blessed through whom through narendra so if we can approach and put our vinay patrika at the feet of swami ji this is sms spiritual messaging system swami ji please take care of our prabhu and swami ji will bring sri ramakrishna what swami ji tells sri ramakrishna can never deny so even such a man like hazra sri ramakrishna blessed him so that is the utility that when you catch swami vivekananda we get a clear vision a clear idea about the profound nature of bhagwan sri ramakrishna's personality who is this man who is bhagwan sri ramakrishna how to measure how to value what is the test stone so when you see swami vivekananda and that vivekananda says the value of this so how to find the value of a particular thing that's a beautiful story of sri ramakrishna what is the value of a diamond hmm what is the value of a diamond all of us will give value about diamond value of a diamond so all of us have got our own views our own valuation of sri ramakrishna but when you go to the real saveri yugacharya swami vivekananda he says wo to amulya ratan hai Sri Ramakrishna is a priceless gem because he alone could evaluate Sri Ramakrishna. So Swami ji is the real gemologist, one who can understand the value of a gem, a diamond. So when he gives us the evaluation of Sri Ramakrishna, that is the final decision. So to understand Sri Ramakrishna, we have to approach through Swami ji. And when Swami ji talks about himself. 
himself and we listen to him, we can understand what is this personality and what are his views on himself. And from that we can understand the great master who brought him. How great must be that man who brought this great man, seeing whom the whole world is astonished. Mahamaya stands ten feet apart. So this is the utility. And in the life of Sri Ramakrishna we find that whenever we talk about Narendra, Sri Ramakrishna is very, very joyful. If Narendra comes, who is in Deepavali Dakshineshwarmi, so many people will be there talking so many things. But when Narendra comes, then that is a mart of joy, Anandiki heart. So Sri Ramakrishna used to go into ecstasy. In Bhava Veshing Narendra. He has told, Hey Prabhu, when first he meets Swami Vivekananda, he says, Hey Prabhu, why did you delay? So such is the contact of Sri Ramakrishna and Swami Vivekananda. But still, what is the benefit of listening to Swami Vivekananda or thinking about him or finding out what he himself has told about himself? One day somebody came and criticized Narendra. That Narendra is doing all these things, is going beyond the limit of our own etiquettes. So listening to few words, Sri Ramakrishna told, Dut, 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 chup. Narendra kabhi aisa nahi kar sakta. Pad se, satya ke marg se, mulyon ki rasa se, kabhi chuta nahi ho sakta hai. Jagadamba mujhe dikai hai. Mother has shown that Narendra can never waver from the path of truth. Now let me warn you, if you criticize Narendra, that is Shiva Ninda. See the words of Sri Ramakrishna. He says, anybody criticizing Narendra, I am warning him, Ghor Aparad hai. This is Shiva Ninda. If criticizing Narendra is Shiva Ninda, Singing the glory of Narendra is Shiva Mahimna Stotra. Is it not? If you can sing the glory of Narendra, it is Sakshat Shiva Stuti. You may not believe it. One day when Mahapurush Maharaj was sleeping, along with Swami Vivekananda, suddenly at night he woke up and he found a beam of light lying on the bed of Swami Vivekananda and six small Shiva-like beings were there. So Mahapurji asked Shivananda Maharaj, what is this? There Swamiji gives a partial revelation about himself. He says, Dada, don't ask all these things. Don't go deeper into these things. Those are all six Bhairavas constantly protecting me. So here we find Swamiji talking about himself. So when we understand who is this personality, this Mahamana, to whom we are all attracted, and very person himself is revealing that these persons who were there in my bed were six Bhairavas protecting me. So indirectly he drops a hint that I am Shiva's avatara myself. Swamiji has Shiva Amsa. So when we approach Swamiji, think about him, talk about him, meditate on him, our mind absorbs the qualities of Shiva. This is one of the ideas depicted in Patanjali Yoga Sutra, which Swamiji refers to in Bhakti Yoga. If you meditate on a saint, the qualities of those saints come to your personality. It enters your own chitta. So when we talk about Swamiji, our tongue is purified. When we think about Swamiji, our chitta is made holy. The mind becomes holy. So that is the benefit that we understand about the person whom we are approaching, whom we are adoring, whom we are admiring and offering our worship, and whom we have taken as the guide of our own life. Not only for guide of our own life, as a guide to understand the Yogacharya and his words. Through Swamiji, we can understand Sri Ramakrishna. 
his words. So this is one benefit of approaching this subject. Trying to go into the details of what Swamiji himself has told about himself. Do you find such an incident ever happened previously in Indian spiritual history? Of course, Mother herself has revealed, dropped some important hints about her own nature. Sri Ramakrishna used to drop every now and then a small hint. We find in Bhagavad Gita, Vibhuti Yoga and Vishwarupa, Sri, Sri Krishna also is revealing. He says, who I am, whatever best in the world that I am. Meru Shikarinamaham, Masanam Marga Shirsho. Like that, they also reveal themselves so that devotees will get to certain extent the greatness of that personality and because of which, because of the Devi Sampath, our devotion will increase, faith will increase. And when with this idea we meditate on Krishna, those divine qualities will enter into our own mind, our own personality, our own psyche. So to think of a man as an ordinary man, that is one particular effect. To think of one man as an avatara, it has got tremendously different effect, impact on the human mind. The whole effect, the whole personality's impact enters into our consciousness and slowly percolates. And as we go on meditating on him, thinking about him, our personality, the way we talk, the way we think, the way we move, the way we work, the way we look at the world, everything undergoes a transformation. So like Krishna, Swamiji, in spite of hiding himself, the luster of the sun or the moon, it comes out. I heard a beautiful saying from one of the greetings. Thousands of the passing clouds, thousands of passing clouds cannot mar the brilliance of a full moon. Thousands of passing clouds cannot mar the brilliance of full moon. So in spite of all the incidents, so many criticisms which the Christian Padres had heaped on Swamiji during his stay in America, we find the brilliance of the Swamiji. It comes out inevitably and sometimes it drops out from his own mouth. Nobody can resist it. It spills over. The greatness of the man, it spills over and unconsciously it comes out. In a way, this is Swamiji's Kripa on us. Otherwise, how to understand who is this man? So these are the few points because of which I found there is utility in discussing about this subject on what Swamiji is telling or revealing about himself on different contexts. So there is a book, Swami Vivekananda on himself. So before taking up this topic, I phoned to Advaita Ashrama that long before, I had seen a book, Swami Vivekananda on himself. Can you get that book? They told no. Out of print, but don't worry. Already efforts are going on to bring out the new book in another three months, it will be released. So Pune Ashrama, the thought current, it has vibrated, I think. So Swamiji himself wants to reveal. And last year I came here, I told Ajay Maharaj, what an explosion in Pune Ashrama. What a change. I came in April and this is January. I think hardly 10 months. So much of change, so much of youngsters are thronging. And I think there is a great demand for Swamiji's message. And Swamiji himself wants to reveal. So that is the nature of the great personality. The last time we spoke about Sadhana Murti Sri Ramakrishna. This time I wanted to talk about Kripa Murti Sri Ramakrishna. So this is the Kripa Murti of Swamiji. So through their own Kripa, the grace, they reveal some portion of their personality. Through Sadhana, our own spiritual and our effort, we can understand something about the greatness of this personality. But through their own mercy, their own grace, they reveal some part of their own personality. So they have got this two-face. Everybody has got two-face in the world. One we keep hiding, one we reveal. 
ಸ್ವಾಮಿ and the other part is swami vivekananda on himself relating to the entire world and the last one the sweetest is swami vivekananda on himself relating to his own master bhagwan sri ramakrishna the last one is very touching so we will come to that at the last the sweet the payasam has been kept at the last so that when we go chitta bahut madhur hoke jayenge so the first one swami ji drops a hint about his own life is he says one day after my father's death i came upon the horoscope of myself and i found written that i will be a wanderer on the face of earth i will be a wanderer on the face of earth mai to parivrajak jaise is prithvi mein bhatakta rahunga so when these sentences were uttered in a house where swamiji was staying before the chicago parliament started a wave of sadness ran through the listener's mind in america oh he'll be a wanderer on the face of earth but actually what is that to be sad about it swami vivekananda was very happy a wanderer on the face of earth and that is the speciality of a hindu sanyasi a parivrajaka a mahatma and shankara puts it very beautifully शांता महांता निवसंती संतो वसंतवत लोकहितम चरंतहा दे विल बी कांस्टेंटली मूविंग लाइक वसंत ऋतु वसंत ऋतु डज नॉट स्टॉप एट ए पर्टिकुलर बिल्डिंग और ए रूम और ए पार्क इट गोज ऑन मूविंग तीर्णा स्वयं भीम भवानवम जनान अहेतु नान्यान अपितारयंतह व्हाई डू दे मूव व्हाई डू दे वांडर ऑन द फेस ऑफ यत there are so many beggars wandering on the face of earth we don't bother about that in kerala we will find many of the teachers they wander going on roaming here and there after retiring they will take geruva going on roaming from village to village to village and wherever possible stay in our ashrama one day asked why are you wearing geruva have you taken sanyas it will no then Now when we are wandering it becomes convenient for us if we wear geruva because ashrama gives us some place hatol nakli sanyasiyon ke liye yahan sthan nahi no geruva andar se tyag diya hai tyag andar se kya hai to geruva bhi andar se hi lena chahiye bahar kyun geruva so these wanderers of different types you see sometimes you will find them sitting on the temple steps having chillers if you give 1 rupee they will give you 90 paise back so those wanderers are different but this wanderer he was of an unusual type like vasantavat lokahitam charantah wherever he went swami vivekananda was like a breeze of vasantaratu and what a marvelous incident we hear in his life one day as he was walking along with some of the american ladies suddenly they came across a street which was having bad reputation so many prostitutes were sitting there and these ladies somehow wanted that swami ji should be taken through another street and by that time those prostitutes were making signs calling swami ji and making so many noises and these people before they could discuss and decide through which street swami vivekananda could be taken already swami vivekananda had left their group and before they could realize they found that swami vivekananda is standing surrounded by all these prostitutes what a scene first time when i read simply tears came through my eyes swami vivekananda not in the sanyasa dress 
not with Rudraksha or Vibhuti to reveal that he is a Swami. In the coat, suit, boots, with a magnificent personality standing there and weeping. Oh, the poor creatures, they have put their divinity on their bodies. By that time these ladies had gone there to see what will happen to our great prophet, the king, the hero. These prostitutes have called him and Swamiji was weeping. One lady fell at his feet. Another lady looked at Swamiji, unable to bear the tejas, the glow of his eyes. She covered her face and ran inside. The third one knelt down and took Swamiji's coat and kissed, Man of God, Man of God, Man of God. So what an unusual wanderer on the face of earth this man turned out to be. Vasantavat lokahitam charantaha. Even prostitutes, they felt that this man is man of God. So he was such a man and Swamiji dropped. Wherever, not only in India and other countries also, wherever Swamiji's name, his photo, even the items, articles used by him are kept, they radiate. One incident I will narrate to corroborate this one. One of the lady, American admirers of Swamiji, had kept in her house a photo of Swamiji standing like this. So after Swamiji's passing away, her daughter was married to another man, whom this daughter did not like. She wanted to shoot him. This story I heard from another Swami. I have not gone through in any of the books, so I am not able to quote the authority from where this incident was taken. So this girl told her mother, who was associated with Swamiji, that I will kill this man, my husband, I will shoot him. And she had purchased the revolver also. And when the mother, who was associated with Swamiji, came to know of it, she placed Swamiji's photo on her room. Swamiji standing like this. So after three or four days, again mother asked, my child, what is your condition? I will shoot him now. When? So particular date she had told that on a particular date I will shoot him. So after that period, mother comes and asks, my child, daughter, have you done that? No. Why? How can I do that? This man whom you have kept in my room, whenever I want to shoot, he comes and stands in front of me. And the idea vanishes from my mind. So where Swamiji is there, everything becomes purified. It becomes so spiritual that all the earthly things vanish. All the mundane things, anything about flesh, it vanishes. So that is the special quality of this wanderer on the face of the earth. Another incident which Swamiji has narrated to us, which will give us a light on how he selected the career, is very interesting. Swamiji says, whenever I used to go to sleep, first I will find a light will come, it will expand, and bathing in that effulgent, soothing light, I will go to sleep. And that particular question was asked by Sri Ramakrishna when he met him first, my child, do you see a light in between? So that clearly indicates to us that Swamiji was a Dhyana Siddha. So this Dhyana Siddha can become a great man in any field. A man who is adept in concentration, he can choose any career in his life and he will shine there. But Swamiji says, in my childhood, I found two pictures emerging in front of me whenever I used to go to sleep. The first picture depicted that I was a man surrounded by all the great men of the world, endless wealth and endless enjoyments. I could do, achieve anything and everything. So that was the first picture that appeared in front of me. What a temptation. Without any effort, the goal is appearing. If Swamiji wanted, he can be real Narendra. He can be king of man. In the worldly sense, Swamiji clearly says, I found myself surrounded with great men of the world. So he must be one of, he must be the leader of those great men and endless wealth and so many servants waiting at my beck and call to do whatever I want. A wealthy, prosperous life. After that, another picture would emerge in front of my eye. 
that with a kaupina having a kamandalu, I am wandering on the face of the earth for the welfare of many, for the happiness of many. I felt that I had the power, immense strength and energy to choose any of this career. So here if you see what a beautiful picture Indian youth can gather. A young man, Ashishto, Dradishto, Balishtaha, full of Asha, great hope, great confidence in himself, I can achieve whatever I want. And tremendous body, Dradishtaha, Balishtaha. Then great willpower, Ashishto, Dradishto, Balishtaha, Sadhu, man of noble quality. So what a joy in our Taitiri Upanishad. They say if this man has got joy, that is one unit of joy. Ashishto, Dradishto, Balishtaha, very intelligent, very sharp and full of masculine power, tremendous power, energy and strength and great grit and determination iron willpower and noble qualities this man has got this two career open suppose how many youths are there here few youths are sitting if indian youth is present at such a picture what would you like to select swamiji chose the second thing because he was to become the wanderer on the face of the earth for what purpose? Sri Ramakrishna told, you will become a huge banyan tree under whose shade millions and millions of tired souls will come and take rest. Had he chosen this one, perhaps he would have led the world war first and second, masterminded the two world wars and would have come out in the world history as one of the greatest conqueror, the great Mahasamrat, Samratonka Samrat. Narendranath. But he chose another kingdom because of which Raja of Ramnad put his head at the feet of Swami Vivekananda. And when Swami Vivekananda came to India, landed on the first part of India in South India, Ramnad Raja told Swamiji, put your feet on my head. So even kings bowed down, everybody, and Swamiji renounced everything for the welfare of all. So that is the unique quality which Swamiji wants to portray, the Thyag shield, the extraordinary quality of Thyaga, sacrifice, which Indian youth should accept. Not that they should become sannyasi as such, but even if they choose this part of life, this spiritual part of life must also join along with the worldly career of their life. Swamiji chose this particular because he knew that he could take both of this. And during his time, if any of the youths, they came to Swamiji and if they wanted to renounce, the first question he will ask is, are you fit for the world? Have you cleared your examination? Can you tell lie? One boy, one man came to him and asked, I want to renounce, I want to take up this life. Can you tell lie? He told, no. First have the strength to tell lie, then only you can come to this side. Because this requires extraordinary strength. Do you possess something so that you can renounce? Beggar, what can he renounce? This was the question Swamiji used to ask. So a man having the caliber, the capacity to get both when he renounces, Buddha could renounce. That was real renunciation. In Swamiji's case, Swamiji had the full confidence, the faith and the determination that he could have selected any of this. So in our life, when we want to renounce, we must keep clearly in our mind why we are renouncing. Is it out of weakness, out of defeatist mentality, out of sorrow alone, or misery, or shocks? Try to overcome those shocks. Face the brute. After facing the brute, then come on, renounce. One young man had come to Swamiji. Afraid of the examination. Swamiji told, clear the examination, then come here. Because this is a bigger examination. The examination of life. So in these two pictures which presented in front of Swamiji, we find Swamiji choosing, as our Upanishad says, Mandabuddhi will choose the prayers. One who is sharp, Shreyas. Swamiji took the Shreyas. Because this Shreyas, as we find, is 
for the welfare of many. Bahujana hitaya, bahujana sukaya. That was a particular reason why Swamiji took up that. And when the battle arose in his life due to the passing of a father, with so much of poverty engulfing him, when Swamiji felt wearing chapel itself is a luxury. Wearing chapel, it is a luxury, Swamiji felt. And the same Swamiji, when father was alive, as a small boy, had four ayas to maintain him. So when such poverty, grinding poverty came, Swamiji thought whether to take care of the house or to take care of the country or the world. Choose. Either house or the nation. What will we choose? If we are presented, I think so much of time is going in discussion. Because this topic is to be approached slowly. So normally how self-centered, self-preoccupied, self-limited we are, even the great politicians, they don't think of nation. They say, Bharat hamara ghar hai. India is my house. Take whatever is in India to their own house. <laughs> Many times nowadays I ask a question, who is ruling India? Everybody wants to sit there. Who is ruling? Everybody is enjoying India, is it not? Whether it is food for oil or oil for food, whatever it may be, people want to enjoy the resources of India for their own family benefit. Whenever a flight goes, it goes empty. When it comes, it is full. Flight means not flight alone, whenever our ministers go. So here we find Swamiji's Tyagabuddhi. So house Tremendous battle is going on. Tremendous crisis. So much of misery, sorrow. Mother alone, fasting. And many times Swamiji used to take only pan, supari. So that his coat of food will be eaten by somebody else. So in such a grinding poverty, Swamiji makes a decision. So what a magnanimous heart it must have been, which felt that these ideas of Paramahamsa Ramakrishna Deva are beneficial for the upliftment of the whole world and our country. Therefore, I decided to give up the small unit family for the welfare of the larger unit. So, as we go more into the subject, we will find this particular trait, trait of Swamiji, the extraordinary heart. Exhibiting itself in different actions of Swamiji. In one place, Mother says, Narener Matan Kuna Adhar Nere. There is no patra. Naren Jaisa Aisa Niswartha Patra is Jagatme Koi Hai Nai. So, such was the vastness of his heart that he sacrificed his personal comforts. So, there we find that these two choices offered to Narendra Nath, how he takes one from the Shreya's point of view, one from Bahujana Hitaya, Bahujana Sukhaya point of view. And third, Hatova Prapsasi Swargam, Jitwava Bhongshese Mahim. He could take both. So, in a successful approach, he took the second one. Not like Arjuna, simply running away from the battlefield and taking sannyas. He had full confidence that if I wage battle, I will be the Samrat. So, Prajnavadansya Bhasasi, he did not talk like a pandit as Arjuna did, but behaved like a fool. Swamiji had a clear picture, thorough understanding that he can gain this whole world. And with that mental determination, guts and courage, he told, now I am giving it up. That is hero's renunciation. Not a beggar's renunciation. Beggar also renounces. But this is hero's. A courageous man. Veer Purushon ka thyag. So this is the Lakshana of a Vairagi. Swamiji is a born Vairagi. As we will see later in some of the incidents where he reveals himself, Swamiji is a born Vairagi. From the childhood, we find this tendency for Vairagya has been exhibiting himself, itself in Swamiji's life. When he heard that Sri Rama was a married man, he threw Sri Rama, Rama's image. Shiva is a Vairagi. So meditate on Shiva, keep Shiva's idol. So this Viveka Vairagya, in Ramakrishnananji's shloka, we will find Vivekan to Vairagya. Vairagya, these two qualities he will depict in describing Swamiji's personality. 
So when in America, Swamiji became successful after the parliament of religions, so many young women of America were fascinated by the personality of Swamiji. Young, full of tejas and ojas, and what eloquence, divine eloquence, and what glow in the face. Seeing him talk in the parliament of religion, one lady remarked, that was the face of the child of God. It looked as if Swamiji's face was like the child of God. A God's child's face. So, so much they were fascinated. Many of them offered their life, property, everything to Swamiji. One Mrs. Leon, in whose house Swamiji was staying, she was frightened because all mothers are always frightened and they take much care of their children. And she warned Swamiji when she found so many women, young women are coming and flattering. Swamiji ko. What eloquence, Swamiji, what brilliance. Today you spoke so nicely. Apne log bhi karte hai se. Maraj, aaj apne kya diya. Hum to sunkar. So these people tell. So that Leons, she told, be careful. So this is the situation I am finding so many people are coming. Because this is a risk for Sanyasi's life. And also these people who are holding Swamiji in such high esteem, they used to call him prophet. And if that prophet goes off, what will happen to them? That is also there. And with great amusement and a smiling countenance, Swamiji told, Mother, don't be afraid. This is not the first time I am being exposed to temptations. It is true that as a wandering sannyasi, wanderer on the face of the earth, in many parts of India, I used to sleep under Vatavriksha with Kaupina and Kamandalu. But know that it is also true that many times I have stayed in the palaces of great Rajas and Maharajas. And then for the whole night, a slave girl will be appointed to fan me. So these temptations are natural for me. You need not be afraid of it. Because the person to whom you are giving this advice is a burning fire of Vivek and Vairagya. Naren, Jhalanta Agni, Jnaner Agni, Dog Dog Kore Jolche, Sri Ramakrishna used to say, Narendra Nath is a burning fire. Kacha Kolar Gach Fele Dile Pude Jave. Kacha Kele Ka Ped, Fekne Sebi Ujjal Jata Hai. Aisa Tejas Agni, Vairagya Ka Agni, Aisa Jal Raha Hai Narendra Nath Ke Bheech Me, Andar Me. So Swamiji gives this indication that he is a Vairagi, he has selected the path of Vairaga, Vairagya. So the next hint Swamiji drops, where again he gives a revelation about this first fact that he will be a wanderer on the face of the earth for the benefit, for the welfare of the humanities. He meets Swami Turyanandaji in Mount Abu. Swamiji was always concealing always polite, humble, never used to expose himself in an extraordinary way, but the same Swamiji, he says, Haribai, the arrangement that's, uh, that are all going in America, the great parliament of religion, do you know for whom? My mind tells that it is for me, and you will find it verified at no distant date. So, from here, he had to wander. And Haribai, Turiyanandaji understood. Today, Turiyanandaji's birthday. So, to Turiyanandaji, he says that that parliament of religion, it is being held for this man. Why? Because there was another parliament of religion in Dakshineshwar. So, the message has to go from India to that parliament of religion that the rehearsal has already been done in the banks of Ganges at Dakshineshwar and he is the candidate, the delegate. But this delegate had no credentials when he went. No Pramana Patra. And what Pramana Patra is required because he is already coming with a message that all religions are true. Sitting at the feet of that great master, he learned this message and before they could organize Sri Ramakrishna had already prepared the platform and is telling, go. Naren Lok Shikha Deve. Naren Jagat Ko Shiksha Dega. Sansar Ko Shiksha Dega. So Swami Vivekananda is giving a hint what Sri Ramakrishna told that time 
and what is going to happen now these are both correct and there he is very mildly revealing himself though when sri ramakrishna told that tumhe lok shiksha dena hoga main nahi dunga i will not give sri ramakrishna told tumar hard korbe your bones will do it so unconsciously swamiji is dropping a hint that though at that time i denied now the bones are speaking that that parliament of religion is being held for me and there he went he spoke after speaking he writes a letter to indians when he was being criticized and character slandering was done against him by many of the christian fathers telling that write to me that i belong to india it is not that i am afraid of the slandering these people are doing but my mother who is staying in india what she will think about me so that one side apart know for sure that i am one of the proudest man ever born on this earth this statement swamiji utters on one side he gives a picture that all christians are slandering me character assassination is going on and nobody is there from india to recognize that i am the son of your soil of course this comes after some time and swamiji says the prophet has been honored with a vengeance i am honored by all the acclaiming letters from india the encomium spread on swami vivekananda from india so giving that one picture that india is not claiming swamiji as his own her own son and another side swamiji says i am the proudest man ever born on this earth not because of myself see the beauty of this man's sentiment i am the proudest man ever born on this earth not because of myself or my success because of my ancestry because of my ancestors looking at their greatness more and more i look back peep into the past heritage of india i am simply inspired it is that conviction that faith about the greatness of my ancestors that has raised me from the dust and set me working on this path to achieve the goal which they have planned for india so the mind of this man the mindset you see glorifying on one's own success and then feeling proud because of the success of the ancestors whose name was being revealed at that time every reformer who went to other countries and came back they were all blaming india indian ancestors all these people have done something wrong we have to reform we have to bring some revolution in india it was swami vivekananda the wanderer on the face of earth who told that i am the proudest man one of the proudest man living on this earth not because of the achievement i have got in parliament of religion but because of my ancestors so this particular pride swamiji wanted indians to have so at that time when india was a slave country you not only at that time even after that we find in mahatma gandhi's life how he was being treated as a black man as an indian even during his time swamiji's time we find in many places he could not get a haircut because he was a black man and many of the allied guests who had invited him on coming to know that he is a black man thought he is a negro and they used to close their house and go away swamiji used to go to their house for dinner see that the house is locked and he used to come back then after understanding that swamiji is not a negro they used to apologize and ask him swamiji why did you not deny that you are not a negro swamiji you opened his wide eyes still more widely and told ha what to raise at the cost of my brother negro also is my brother so the pride the abhiman what a refined pride what a refined arrogance to what great heights it has gone where he claims that i am proud to belong to this country i am proud proud to belong to this ancestry to this heritage to this race and what is the position even now in india about us how many of us really feel proud of our ancestors shivaji maharaj we found that last year i took so many books 
on Shivaji Maharaj from here, the writer has written that. It was Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj who imparted this haughtiness, this arrogance, this pride of race to Marathas. See that imparting, giving value, the Abhiman, Atma, Samman, Gaurav to this race Swamiji gave. Because these four or five people only really fought for Akhanda Bharat, Akhanda Hindu Rajya. One was Chanakya, another was Ranjit Singh, the third was our Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj and next was Swamiji. These were the four people who really felt proud of the country, proud of the cultural heritage, proud of the tradition, proud of the spiritual treasure. So this particular trait all Indians must have it now. One beautiful incident comes to my mind. A conversation that took place between an Indian minister and a Japanese minister. So Indian minister had gone to Japan and is asking one of the ministers, how is that after two bombardings in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan is developing at a accelerated rate, such a speed. But we in India are having tremendous growth in population but we are not able to progress, we can't accelerate our development. Then the Japanese just winked and told, Sir, you in India have population, we in Japan have citizens. Citizen means one who is proud of the heritage, the tradition, the past of the country. He feels really one with the whole country. So this pride Swamiji imparts to us by revealing a part of his personality. And then he says, remember, a time will come when Vivekananda's hair will be sold for lakhs and lakhs of rupees. There will be so much of demand that a single hair of Vivekananda will sell for a lot of money. And you will find that Vivekananda's page will be shining through the pages of world history. So that is a personality whom we are approaching daily, whose glory we are singing, Namashri Yathi Rajaya, not an ordinary man. And in the recent list published by America, they have taken a list, who are the top 24 personalities who shaped modern America. Top 24 personalities who shaped modern America, Swamiji's name in, is in that. We have not put Swamiji's name as modern creator of India except Subhash Chandra Bose. It was Subhash Chandra Bose who told, Swamiji is the creator of modern India, if I err not. But America has claimed that Vivekananda is one among the top 24 personalities who shaped modern America. In fact, Swamiji himself used to tell that I have a message to the best just as Buddha had a message to the East. So Swamiji had a special message to the West in shaping the Western culture, in Western civilization. In fact, he tried to give some hints to avoid the First and Second World War. But foolish people, in the tumultuous uproar of their own selfishness and greed for power, the warning of Swamiji could not be heard by those ears. Swamiji told the whole of Europe is on the brink of a volcanic eruption. Look at the observation of this powerful mind. 1896, how many years gap were there for the first world war to start? Swamiji just wandered, wandered on the face of earth. And he says, everywhere in Europe I am smelling military power. Swamiji could smell the prophetic nose. The prophetic mind, he uttered that whole of Europe is on the brink of a volcanic eruption. There he reveals what for he has come there to America, the cyclonic Hindu monk. If Indian spirituality does not go and substitute, and if these people will not accept it, it will explode. And it exploded. In spite of Swamiji's warning, like the tsunami, it simply came and shattered the Western life. And they awoke and they found the gift that India had given to them was unopened yet. 
It's a beautiful book on Swamiji. India's gift to America, Swami Vivekananda. Yet unopened. So this gift, Swamiji himself went as a gift from Bhagavan Sri Ramakrishna from India so that the volcanic eruption could be stopped. Of course, one more volcanic eruption is slowly brewing. It's going on. Whether it is Iraq or we have to concentrate on Iran or something else or whether Pan-Islam will join and attack Pan-America or what, we don't know. But situation, they are giving warning signs. Warning signals are coming now. Look at the way Europe is conducting itself. How so many countries joined to attack one particular small country. And now it is found out that it was a wrong step. Though they may try to justify. So in the world, there are two types of politics. There is a dirty politics with which we don't associate. Swamiji used to say, God and truth are my only politics, rest are mere trash. But when we look at the welfare of the humanity as a whole, we do get connected even as a sannyasi with politics of this type. That's why Swamiji also used to talk about that. The whole of Europe is on the brink of a volcanic eruption. Chinese man will be the vengeance for Britishers. The next upheaval will come in China or Russia. So all these things are connected with politics in the right sense. As administration of a country for the welfare of the masses. So certain statements I am making, so we should not feel that it is connected with politics. It is not connected with dirty politics. It is connected with the welfare of the state, the civic administration of a country. The political administration of a country where Swamiji says he had been sent as a messenger to give this message. And now slowly message is taking root in America. Slowly they are feeling that the message which Swamiji gave and the present situation in which the different countries are trying to clash in the name of religion. If this is to be averted, Vivekananda is the solution. That is why in United Nations we found many times our Swamis are also being invited to give talks. What is the solution? The solution is Vivekananda. The man who shaped modern America. So this much points we will confine to Swamiji's views on himself regarding himself. Next we will come to Swamiji's views on himself regarding India, its youth and women. Regarding women, Swamiji used to say, I am utterly proud of the women of India, our ancestral women, Gargi, Maitreyi and others. And then talking about the women of India,